Okay, Bokitov, Chanukah Sameach. Today's daf is daf Chof Aleph and Tanis from the very top of the page again for a four shleimer for Yosef Azriel Ben Chaim Michal. Very top of the page. Ilfa. Ilfa Rabbi Yochanan, a story with two Ilfa Rabbi Yochanan, two great rabbis, Avigarsi Baraisa. They were studying Torah together. Dechikum Milsa Tuva. They were very, very poor. Amri, they said, Nekum Venezavanavadiska. Let's go into business a little bit. The Nakaim Benafshain will will establish in our about ourselves But there will be no poor among you. In other words, there shouldn't be any poor among you if you support them. But the idea is we'll fulfill that pasik. We won't be poor anymore. Oslu Osve Tusve They were go on their started to do some business and they took I guess a lunch break and they were sitting underneath Tusve Guda Ruia. They sat underneath near a. Uh, a uh, dilapidated wall that was in danger of falling. We're talking about here about about uh, uh, walls that are uh, dilapidated. Having kakach rifta, they were they were breaking bread. They sat down to have a meal. Also, two malachesharis, two malachesharis came visited near them. Shamei Rabbi Yochanan, Damachal Lechaver. Rabbi Yochanan overheard the two uh, the two um, uh, angels speaking to one another. And they said, Nishti Alayu Hai Guda, let's, let's uh, let this wall fall on top of these two guys, these two rabbis. Let's knock down the wall. It's anyway about to fall. Vintilu will kill them. Shemenichim Chayalim Abob, Osim Chayeshah, because they're leaving, uh, they're leaving over uh, the eternal life, right? Studying Torah. And they're just, you know, they left Torah uh, to go into business. And they're only worried about, you know, having food now in this world. And they're leaving over the next world. Now, this seems like. Uh, like, you know, this is a terrible, terrible thing. I guess for great rabbis, maybe it is. But we'll see later on another opinion. Amalei, Amalei Edech, so the other angel said to Noah Shafkinu, let them be. Dikabuchad, one of these two, the Kaimle Shata, his time has come. In other words, he's going to be successful now. He needs to live. Don't let this guy die. Don't, don't kill them both because one of them uh, is going to, I guess it would be difficult to have the wall fall only on one of them. But uh, on the other one, but on this one, on one of these two rabbis is going to be very successful now. Rabbi Yochanan Shama, Rabbi Yochanan heard this dialogue between the two, uh, between the two angels. Ilfa lo Shama, Ilfa didn't hear him. Amalei Rabbi Yochanan Ilfa, Shama Marmidi, have you heard anything? Did you hear anything just now? Amalei lo, I didn't hear anything. Amar, so Rabbi Yochanan said, Midash, Midash Shama, I know, but Ilfa lo Shama, since I heard the angels speaking and they didn't, Ilfa did not hear it, Shmamina lididi kaimali shata, it must be, that I'm the one who's going to be successful now. In other words, it was like a hint to me that I should go back and learn Torah, I'll be successful. Maybe it was a hint to get out from under the wall. <laughs> get out from under die. the wall, right. But why didn't Ilfa hear about it? That's the question. Since I, in other words, I'm special because I heard about it, he didn't hear it. I'm going back to the yeshiva, and, I'll, and I, will, I will establish, to my, and as I will fulfill this Pasuk, uh, I will fulfill with myself the pasuk of Ki Lo Yechel Evyom Mikarevus. So be, they will never stop being poor among you. In other words, okay, I'll go back to poverty. I'll learn Torah. Obviously, the message was meant for me to overhear a hint to me that I should go back to the base medrash. So Rabbi Yochanan Hadar, Rabbi Yochanan went back to Mesach. Ilfa Lo Hadar. Ilfa didn't go back to Mesach. She continued to work. Ad to Asa Ilfa. By the time Ilfa had earned some money and came back to the yeshiva, Malk Rabbi Yochanan already been had already been. Uh, nominated and uh, established as uh, as the uh, Rosh Yeshiva. Amulo, they told him, they told uh, Ilfa, had you done this, right? They told Amulo, the people there said, listen, 
you know, you went out to work, but you were also, you were maybe as capable or more capable as Rabbi Yochanan. Had you been, Rabbi Yochanan wouldn't have been made the Rosh Hashiva had you done it. Or some said it was like, Tosas over here says it could be like a, as a question, had you, had you uh, sat and learned, you think you wouldn't have been the Rosh Hashiva? You would have been the Rosh Hashiva. Okay. Um, so that was the story, again, another story about a, uh, a weak wall, a dilapidated wall, a, a wall that, uh, a shaky wall. Um, so Ilfa said, though, despite the fact that I was learning, uh, that I was working, I still could learn too. I established time for learning also. Also, Tolanov this Ilfa went to show everybody how he said, yo, you, you know, had I been there, I would have learned. I still, can, I still know how to learn. Uh, he went and he tied himself up to the top, to, to the mast of a uh, boat, of a ship. If anybody could ask me a question from the Bryces of Rabchia and Ravoshia, who learned they were Tamidim of Rebbe, of Yudha Nasi, and they, uh, they were the ones who, uh, uh, who edited the Mishnayis, if anybody could ask me something Mishnayis, and I won't be able to show you a proof from the Mishnah, because the Bryces are expansions, and they were later than the Mishnah, but if you, if you can allude to something in a, in a brysa, and I can't show you a source from it from the Mishnah, I'll jump off the uh, mast, I'll, fall, I'll make myself fall, and I'll, I'll jump off the, uh, off the boat, and I'll drown. In other words, that's how sure I, was, I am that I could learn despite the fact that I was working. Also, Saba, an elderly, and one of the elders came, but Tonalei said, taught him the following halacha, man is dying. And he said, listen, uh, my kids are young. I want you to give them a shekel per week for, for their maintenance, after they die, you know, for, to support themselves. They but they really need more. They need double. A sella is two shekels. Uh, so they really need more. They need a sella. In other words, he didn't really mean a literally just don't give, them a, don't give them more than a shekel. He meant support them. If he says, listen, don't only give him a shekel, no more, then he's mocked. But ain't no smile a shekel. You only give him a shekel. Now, technically, these kids were Yorshim, so they're entitled to the money anyway, right? They're entitled to whatever they take. But however, as we'll see, the reason why you have to listen to what he said. A trustee. Trustee, yeah. It wasn't the first, but he was there, right? Ain't no smile a shekel. You only give him a shekel. Imamar, if let's say he said, Mesu, if they die, Yorshu Achem Tachtehem. He didn't even want the Yerusha to go, continue to go down to his grandchildren. If he said, if these guys die, I want the money to go to somebody else. So, whether he said, give them a shekel, or he said, only give them a shekel, because it shows that he's mocked, but he doesn't want them to get the whole Yerusha. It's as if he's saying, I want some of them my money to go. Before I die, I wanted some to go to a third party. And they're only getting, uh, so to speak, out of that uh, trust, but they don't get the whole Yerusha. Okay. So that's what this elderly rabbi quoted this, uh, this b'risa. And Ilfa, who claimed that he could have a source from the Mishnah for everything, Why does that work? After all, the kids are really Yarshim. The answer is, that's what he wanted to do, and therefore you should listen. Uh, so therefore, this was, that's what the story, the point is that Ilfa knew how to learn despite the fact that he worked. He still was a great Talmud Chacham uh, as well. Amr uh, but still Rabbi Yochanan apparently was greater because he heard the Malachim talking. They didn't, okay, go to try to understand it. Amr Lav Another story with, a famous story, Nachim Yishkamzu, who was the Rebbe of Rabbi Kiva. I think that's brought down, but Nachim Yishkamzu, this is brought down, here's another story, it's related also to a, a weak building. And, uh, and, uh, and, you know, what, what here we talked about, that's, we got into this whole discussion over the last days because 
if the buildings were falling, despite the fact that they weren't weak, then it's a time to, to uh, fast and pray. So here we're talking about buildings, that's only if buildings were, were sturdy and they, and they started to fall down or they were too tall, but, but uh, if they were dilapidated, then they're expected to fall anyway. Uh, except that uh, sometimes Hashem brings it at the, you know, at the time, it, it, if a person is uh, roy for some punishment, uh, so if he's standing near a uh, bad wall, so that's when Hashem lets out the Malachim of us to, uh, to uh, punish him. Al-Nachim, so they tell a story about Al-Nachim Shkamzu, Shehayasu Mishtehadav, he was blind in both eyes. Gidim Mishtehadav, he was, both hands had been uh, amputated. Ekita Mishtehadav, he was also lame. Both his feet were, had been cut off. The whole Gufa Malachim, his whole body was full of boils. And he was in a dilapidated house. For Raglami Toso, it was so bad, uh, that they put the feet of his bed, they put them in water, in water, in the basins of water, since he couldn't fight off the vermin, he had no hands and no feet, so they put his, the, the feet of his bed, they put that in water so that ants wouldn't crawl up the bed and bother him. One time his house was in this dilapidated house, they said, listen, they wanted, to take a, they wanted to take his bed out. In other words, they wanted to remove him. He couldn't walk. They wanted to take his bed out of the house. They were afraid of the uh, house collapsing. And, then, and afterwards, they said, so let's, let's get you out of here first. Then we'll go back and get all the furniture. My sons, first take out the the furniture, the vessels, all the things, the clothing, etc. Take that out of the house first, and then take out my bed. Because I can assure you, as long as I'm in the house, no felt. Because of my schuyot, I can assure you that the house will not fall as long as I'm in there. Uh, uh, so, but if you take me out, then the house will collapse on top of all the other, uh, uh, all, all the other furniture and all the other. Um, uh, kalim that are inside the house and all the fixtures, etc. So Pinos Akelm, so they removed first the Kelm, and then they removed him. He was the last thing out of the house. First, the house and all the belongings in the house were removed first. Then the house, and, and then they moved his, then they took out his bed. And as soon as they took out his bed, the house fell down to show that he was correct. If you're such a tzaddik that the whole house even though dilapidated, was only remained standing in your schus. Lama also lechakach. So why did this happen to you? That you lost your hands, your feet, your whole body, you're messed up, and uh, you're you're full of boils, and he was blind. I was the cause of my troubles, my physical troubles. I was the cause of myself. Once I was on the road, I was on the way to my uh, father-in-law. I had with me three um, donkeys laden with food. One of food, one of drink, one of meat one kind of all kinds of delicacies. As I was, I was fully loaded. Right? I had three donkeys who accompanied me with all kinds of food. A poor person came by, standing in the road. He said to me, Sir, please, or Rabbi, please, Feed me, feed me, give me some. I'm low. I told them, wait till I untie the, uh, till I unload the uh, donkey, then I'll give you something. And as he didn't give him the food immediately, he said, wait till I unload. Like, it's hard for me to, in the middle of the road. By the time I unloaded the animal, right, by the time I unloaded the animals, so he died of starvation. 
and uh, and Nachum um, felt he was responsible. He was responsible because he should have fed him right away. Alafti, I went but Alafti Alponav. I fell on this man's face. He was dead. Vamarti, and I said, My eyes, who did not, who did not have mercy on your eyes, assume that they should be blinded. My hands that did not, uh, that did not. Um, have mercy on your hands, he's got them, they should be amputated. They should also be cut off his, his, his feet. And I was still not, was, I was not at ease. I was not comfortable. Until I said, my whole body should full of boils. In other words, I deserved what I got. Woe unto us that we've seen you in this terrible, horrible state. He said to them, Woe unto me if you didn't see me in this suffering state. In other words, my suffering should be an atonement for my action in not feeding this man immediately. So this is, of course, one of the famous stories. Why do they call me uh, Ish Gamzu? His name was Nochem. Why do they call me Ish Gamzu? The whole milsud of anything happened to him, or Gamzu Latova. Whatever happened, he said, Gamzu Latova, this is also for the best. Uh, uh, you know, everything Hashem does is for the best, and that's why they call him Nochem Ish Gamzu. Zimnachara one time, Bolish to Yisrael, Dora the Bekeh, one time the Jews wanted to send a gift to the king. Amru, Manyezel, who should go? You know, it's a dangerous thing. If the king is not happy, he might cut your head off. You know, Manyezel. Yezel, Nachim, Let's go to Neshkamzu, to Malubad Benison, because uh, miracles happen to him. He's, uh, he's accustomed to having miracles uh, happen for him. So if anything goes wrong, you know, we, we rely on him. Shadru, Biyade, Molisim. So he sent along, it doesn't mean literally his hands, he didn't have hands, or maybe this is before it happened, but they sent along with him, they sent a full, a chest full of precious stones, margolis and pearls. They sent along, you know, a, a nice gift to the king that he should be uh, relaxed to the decrees against the Jews. Also, so Nachmishkamsu went, Basbahu Dira, he stayed overnight, he lodged overnight in a certain uh, inn there. Balayla, uh, in the middle of the night, Kamu Hanach Diroi, the other dwellers who lived in that uh, inn or house or whatever it was, a bed and breakfast, they took his chest, they took the, they took the chest, and I guess they took out the precious stones, and they filled it with dirt. Famous story. So the next day, he takes out the parentheses. When he got there, didn't, they didn't suspect anything was wrong. He brought the same chest. He thought it was full of pearls, and it was full of dirt. The king's, uh, the king's people there, they opened up the chest. They saw it was full of dirt. The king wanted to kill everybody there. Nachum Ishkamzu and his, all those accompanied the whole group. He was going to kill them. You're making fun of me, Omar. What the Jews were making fun of me? They bring me a chest full of dirt. Omar Gamzu Latova. Nachum Ishkamzu said, "Don't worry. Everything is for the best. Don't worry about it. Everything's for the best." Elio came. He appeared to the king as one of the king's own ministers. And the king has. King's never there alone. He's always got advisors and people and uh, all kinds of people there. So he appeared as one of them. Maybe this is the famous dirt of Avram Avinu, their, or their father, Avram, the father of the Jews. When he would throw dirt, the dirt would become swords. Gili, when he would throw stubble, he turned on to uh, arrows. And with that, he was able to defeat the enemy. Pasuk says it a little bit differently. He took cover. He will put his dirt like his dirt will be like swords, or right? He'll put a sword like dirt, and kikash nidaf kashto, and like blown uh, blown stubble will be his uh, his his um, 
his, uh, his, you know, his bow, his, his uh, bow and arrows. So maybe, maybe this is a special kind of dirt that can defeat the enemy. This king who had ruled over many provinces and countries, there was one country that he was never able to defeat. Uh, so they tried defeating it with this dirt. As they threw the dirt, and with the dirt, miraculously, it turned into swords and arrows. And they, they were able to capture that last country, proving that the, that really was the dirt. In other words, Elio and Navi had come to his aid. So they took Nechemish uh, Gamzu and his, uh, and his uh, group there into uh, the king's uh, storehouse, treasure house. And they filled up his chest now with pearls, with uh, precious stones and pearls. In other words, as a reward for having brought this miraculous dirt, they rewarded him with that. And they sent him off with great honor, like maybe there was a whole group accompanying him, you know, with... with uh, you know, they probably had one of those trucks that makes all that song when they have a Chnasa Sefer Torah, you know. They had one of those... Breslavers, right, guys. right. So they sent them in great honor. Kiyosu, when they, on their way home, Bisubadir, now they stayed overnight in the same place, right, in the same place. It is, you think, go find a different place to stay. They had a bad experience there, right? Maybe he didn't attribute to that. Again, Nachamish Gamzu didn't attribute it to the place. He attributed it to everything Gamzu Latova, right? Everything Latova. Amalei, so they told him in that place, what are you bringing with you, that they're so, giving you so much honor, what do you have with you, what, what is it? Amalei, so he told the, the people there, what I took from here, I brought there. What is, what, what, why are they giving you such honor? You know, what did you, what, what did you do? What did the, my eyes is, but what did you bring, that they, what did you bring that, uh, that they're giving you such honor. Now, what did you take to the king that you're giving you such honor? Was it the same bad guys or different bad guys where they said they're giving you such honor? You must have, the king is giving you such a, a send-off. Uh, you must have brought him some good stuff. So they told them, whatever we took from here, we brought there. So, Sastru uh, Ladirayu. So that these guys knew what took place. It was the same guys or, or their friends. They knew that what was, what, what, what had Nachmish Gamzu taken from that place? Dirt. Right, so they broke down, they, they demolished their homes because they want to get as much dirt as they can. So, uh, they knocked down their homes, and they brought it to the king. They wanted to bring the same dirt. They said, Oh, maybe this dirt is mine. Let's take the dirt there and give it to the king. The dirt that they brought to you, these other guys, the Jews, the stuff that they brought from you, was, was our dirt. We're bringing the same, we're bringing you more of that. But they checked it. They didn't, it wasn't miraculous dirt, it was just regular dirt. It, was, it wasn't the dirt, it was the miracle that happened to the dirt by, by Eliyahu. And uh, here they checked and it didn't help. The Kathleen will have to run, they killed that whole group of, that whole group of bad guys. Sure. That was a nice story with the other Okay, back to our Mishnah. Mishnah had said that if there's, you know, the, the, the rules about the, the, the time periods for fasting for drought was listed in the Mishnayas, right? That we had the various times during the origin of the first. If it didn't happen by this date, they started when they started, and the three periods. But they said that if the other, but if other calamities befall the Jewish people, you start praying or fasting immediately. And one of them is if there's a plague. Ezu Dever Dever Ear. What is considered a plague in the city? Ezu uh, Dever. What is considered a plague? Ear Hamotzia Chamesh Meos Ravi. So the Mishnah said, if a city that can that can send off, let's say, 500 troops. In, uh, that, that's, how, that's how big the city is, that they can, uh, they can employ 500 troops to defend the city. 
So a city that that's, that's, that's that size, if it has in three consecutive days somebody dying, that's a bad sign. That's considered a plague. So the price here listed a little bit in reverse. Yer Motzi Achamesh Mills for Elifrag, if it's got 1,500, basically it's the same idea as 500, but it just tripled. So if, it, if, it's, if they can muster 1,500 uh, troops from that city, could go in Kfar Akko, like that, the, the village of Akko, and again, it's three times. It's not three people one day after, it's, it's a total of nine. Three on each day, three consecutive days. That's considered a plague, and you have to start praying and fasting. If they all died on one day, so then it's just a mikra. Maybe something happened. Uh, maybe they got sick. It's a virus or something. Or it wasn't spread out on three days, but it was spread out over four days. That's also a slower. That's not, that's not considered a plague. And then he says that the, the, the Rishonim turned it around because the next line is really like the Mishnah. If it was only a third of that, if they only have 500 troops, you could go far Amiko. Three people died on three consecutive On three consecutive days, you had three people dying, a total of three people. That's here. Again, for the day, died on one day. was over four days. That's not considered a plague. Durokris, that was the name of that place. That was a city like the Mishnah, like the end of the Bryce said, there was 500 people, 500 troops can, can come from that city. Three people died in one day. So we said it's only a Deber, it's only a plague if people die on three days. That means that there, there's a sign that something is going wrong, that that's the pattern. You know, like they have the patterns now with the plague, right? They're, they keep looking what the numbers, the numbers going up or going down. If, if, if a bunch of people died in one day, no people died for a bunch of days, you'd say, okay, it's no longer the plague. So here too, he says, here in these, this case though, they died in one day. In Gozer so of Nachmar of Chista Even though it was- Corona fits perfectly. Yes, yes, yes. Why didn't, why weren't there this Why yeah. wasn't there a reaction? There was. There was, that's the same, that there, there, no. if, there's a, if there's a death, or if there's a plague, right. you're supposed to start fasting immediately. So why didn't we? This was Us. a plague. Oh, why didn't we? Why didn't we fast? This fits yeah. all the dimensions, yeah, 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 all, yeah. all the criteria. Maybe they only fasted when, when they couldn't. They had no other they had remedy. No they had no. They didn't yeah. have medicine. They had no yeah. other. They didn't have. They didn't have. A uh, hundred years ago, they didn't have the Spanish flu. They also didn't have medicine for it. They right. didn't have a vaccine. So then, the only option is praying. If you have nothing well, you could do, we didn't have a vaccine either. We can't. We fast now. I, I noticed that the Sfardim are already saying that fila for the rain. We noticed yeah. it last night. Huh? Yesterday. Oh, they started yesterday. No, or? No, didn't he say it? Who? Oh yeah, yeah, no, but I, yeah, the Sephardi, yeah, but I noticed I was up there. They, they, they were say uh, the Sephardi. In other words, why are we fasting or praying for the rain? Because we don't, we can't make it rain. Right. You know, you can't get the uh, the the vaccine doesn't help right. for the rain. But when they have a vaccine, so that's what they oh, do. The vaccine took a year. It no, could I, very well. I've always wondered. I, it could very well be that that uh, when they had plagues in the old days, they did fast. Right. That's no, they so did. Saying, why didn't, why didn't we fast Corona? now? Because fast? yeah, prop, because maybe no, 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 yeah, because now they figured they they could solve it. They could solve it, maybe, and maybe some people did fast. Maybe some rabbis did fast. I don't know. Yeah. So it goes around back. So so what happened? We just said if it's over a bunch of days, like you know, it goes proportionally. Then you assume it's a it's a plague, and you have to uh, fast. But if in one day not, so here a story happened in this city, which also had like 500 troops in the city, and three people died in one day, and Rav Nachman did proclaim a fast then. Notice, 
These are two Rav Nachman's. One is Rav Nachman Bar Urab Chista. His father was a rabbi. Rav Nachman Yitzchak's father was not a rabbi. But Rav Nachman Yitzchak was a big time Chacham. So he said, Command Kermayor. mayor. Remember, we all learned Baba Kama, you have a short time, a short mu'ed, right? What is a short mu'ed? If he gored on three consecutive days, he's a mu'ed and he has to pay Nezek Sholem, right? So, Rabbi Yudah says on three days, but if it's all in one day, that was like, you know, the animal went crazy. It wasn't, it wasn't a sign that the animal was a regular short nagach. So, Rabbi Meir, though, argues over there. He says, no, if, if, if the animal gored on three days, he's considered chayef, nezek shalem. If he did it in one day, he's for sure a bad one. That's Rabbi Meir Shita. So you're saying the same thing over here, that if it was on three consecutive days, then it's a plague. If it was on one day, certainly a plague. Are you going like Rabbi Meir? And this is like a kasha. He said to him, number one, you go like Rabbi Meir. Some say because uh, in a machlot to Rabbi we pass like Rabbi But some say, he asked him, like, what are you, what are you talking about? There, it's different. That shows that the animal is 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 a you know is a mad animal, a, a wild animal, and it's going to cause door. Here, though, it's a different story. Here, we're talking about a plague. If it's on three consecutive days, that shows that it's getting worse and worse, and it's and it's, and it's a constant problem. So one day, you know, some something happened. You know, they they got some virus, and it just was a one shot deal. So Nachman. Barachista, who had said, who had declared the fast, and now he, so to speak, was corrected by Rav Nachman Yitzchak. He said to him, you know what, you're a great rabbi. Please be a, you know, you're in a lousy town over there. You got a bad stella. Come to our town. We have a bigger, you know, we'll be mechavid you properly. Uh, and you're a good rabbi. Tanina, I learned, Rabbi Yossi Omer, the place doesn't honor me. I don't need the place to honor me. Don't tell you, you got a better place. My place is not so honorable. The person's mechavah the place, and therefore, you know, I, I'm not your, I'm not looking for your place to be mechavah me because the the place not mechavah it's the person that makes it. Shkem asin bar Sinai, we find the same bar Sinai. Shakos man shkene shuriyah alav when the Hashem shkene was on our Sinai. Amr Torah gamatzam bebekir al yeruel muallahar. Nobody can get near the mountain when the shkene was there, right? Once the shkene left our Sinai, the sashkemeru Amr Torah says from shochayovel when the when the shofar blast sounds and is ending, then they can come near the mountain. In other words, once the Shekhinah is there, then you go, so what do you see? It's not the mountain that's that's them, it's the Shekhinah that's there, it's the person, so to speak. The Shekhinah is as long as it was erected properly, right? Once it was, you know, the, the Olmoid, the, the Mishkan was was erected and, and, and then it was, uh, uh, disassembled and you know as they traveled. So when it was erected and was assembled, Amr Torah says, Send them out. Anybody who is Tomei Azar or a leper or a person who has emissions uh, should leave the machna. But once it was rolled up, once the curtains were rolled up or were dismantled and and packed away for traveling, there's a lot to go in there. So you see that it's the shechina uh, that's that's uh, that that's machabed the place or that makes it holy. And the same thing with a person. The person is machabed the place, not that the place is machabed the person. So he said, so Rav Nachman of Chisa said to Rav Nachman Yitzchak, if that's the case, and you don't want to come to us because you don't care about the bigger place, a bigger stella, a smaller stella, so maybe I should move to you because I feel that you're a great. I should come to you. Better that a, a hundred, the son of a fifty, half, should come to a hundred, the son of a hundred. Whatever you mean by that, 
you're a rabbi and your father's a rabbi. I'm a rabbi, but my father wasn't. So it's better that me, a hundred, the son of a fifty, should come to a hundred, the son of a hundred. It's more proper for me to come to you than for you to come to me. So in any case, he, he went to him. That was the story there. The surah, now we go back to more cases of, of a plague. And uh, it says over here that what happened? Uh, there was a plague. Even though in Surah, Rav was in Surah when he was in there. He was when he was in Bubble. He came from Eretz Yisrael and he did go back and forth. But when he was in Bubble, he was in the town of Surah. So in that town there was a plague. But in his neighborhood, there was no plague in his neighborhood. Several women they 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 figured because Rav was a great rabbi. In his chus, the plague did not affect people. Right, the uh, since it was, uh, he had great uh, merits, therefore there was no plague in his neighborhood. But they showed everybody in a dream, and as Hashem came and showed the people of that area a dream, they said, This is too small of an issue. Rav was so great. In other words, this is this is this is uh, way be way, way below his scale. He is so great that you didn't need his chus to save them from a from the plague. His chus is much greater than that. That's the way most unfortunately learn this. Elavishumahu Gavra. I'll tell you why this neighborhood was saved. Not because of Rav. Rav is so good, so big. This is like a small thing for him. This is no big deal at all for him. Rashi says over here. Um, like down in the uh, first of the wide line, uh, the second of the wide lines, <clears throat> uh, that um, this is like a small miracle for Rob. Rob is good for bigger miracles. This is a small miracle for him. But what? So why was this neighborhood saved? Not because of Rob. Rob does bigger things. Because there was a story with a certain man, the Shail Mara was Vela. He used to lend out a hoe and a shovel, like for funerals. And because of that schus, Rashi explains, because of that schus, because he helped people get buried, that neighborhood was saved from being buried, from, being, from dying in plague. Rashi says, Mida keneged Mida. Right? He helped people get buried, and therefore he was saved, and his neighbors were saved from being buried. Another story, Bedrokras, 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 Havad Lake, so there was a fire. The whole town burned down, but in Rafuna's neighbor, it didn't burn. Right? Love is like there was no fire. There's some, you know, they saw the schus Rafuna. Again, the same idea. They thought schus Rafuna, the nafish. Great schus, therefore, there was no fire. They showed them in a dream. Rafuna is too great for a small miracle like this. Because the story with a woman, the Mechama story, she would warm up her oven. She had an oven, which is like, uh, you know, you had to be rich to have an oven. She warmed up her oven to bake. And then she, after it was hot and she had used it already, then she lent it out to other people in her neighbor, to her neighbors, uh, that they should be able to have food, etc. And, and so to speak, save them from death. They were able to make food and cook food. And therefore, it was also Rashi's Mita Kanegamita, therefore they were saved. Or, or, or you could say that the Mita Kanegamita was because she had the heat. In other words, she heated up the oven. So they were saved because of that. They were saved from the heat of the fire. You know, that's uh, a neighborhood is burning down. And, and this neighbor did small an issue for Rafa. For too Rafa. small for Rafa. Yeah, yeah, because he's the neighborhood he, is burning down. Yeah, you know, neighborhood's burning down. But in other words, there were people who were smaller 
could also save the neighborhood. Rafuna was saved, his chuyos were saved for bigger things. He said, In other words, she heated it up, so she was saved from the heat from the fire. Um, yeah, the Mishalah Lishwisa. Suppose that Nachum got the Ishgamzu. Yeah. Uh, Nachum Shalom Ishgamzu. Yeah. 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 Was expected not to t- keep the guy waiting, you know what I mean? And he died apparently because he waited. So yeah, they the, didn't bother Rav Huna. No, they didn't. They didn't no, Rav Huna could have saved them, but they didn't even need him. That the Gemara is saying he didn't need Rav Huna, or he didn't need Rav in the previous case. Uh, there were others three out there that was good enough for them. Rav they told Rav Yudah that locusts have come out to the neighborhood. Gazar <clears throat> Tanisa, so he decreed a fast. He decreed a fast because the locusts will eat up, consume all the uh, crops. And they'll and it'll be uh, it'll, they'll they won't have what to eat. Omulei lokam You know the locusts are here, but they're not eating the crops. What do you what do you don't you don't eat a fast? They're not eating the crops. Omulei said, Zapta Have they brought their own food along? Their own provisions? <laughs> In other words, rest assured, if there's locusts here, once you know the, you know they find if they find one locust out in the thing, they know it's. There's more, you know, they're, 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 and, and rest assured the crops will be eaten up. There is a plague, like a deadly plague among the pigs, among the, the swine. Gozer Tenisasi declared a fast. Name of Rav Yudah, as Rav Yudah told, that Maka Meshulachas Bemin Echad, Meshulachas Mekomen. They knew then already, now you're going to see <coughs> that they knew then that it wasn't just like a spiritual, like when they thought, you know, when they had the, what was it called, the Black Plague, they thought that the Jews did it, or it was in the water, or something. They had, they, they knew already that it was something, that there's a virus, they knew about stuff. So they said, are you telling me, are you telling me that Rav Yehuda knew, he said, listen, uh, he was Gozeratanis because it was among the swine, but maybe it's only among the swine. Do you think that Rav Yehuda holds that if there was a plague among one species, that it can go to other species also? It's just low. Shiny Pigs are different because their their stomachs, their innards are similar to those of humans. Listen to what they listen to what they knew. You know heart what are they making? What do they make? Uh, what do they make heart, heart valves, valves from now? They, pigs. And as they knew that that there were similarities then between the anatomy of pigs and humans, but not just that. As far as the transference of of a plague from one species to another, some held that there were, and they say, no, it's not revealed to hell, it's the Anthony saying you revealed to hell. That pigs to humans, yes, not necessarily pigs to cows or, or something else. The swine flu. The swine flu, right, yeah. swine flu, right, yeah. yeah. In the time of Chazoy, there was also a deadly plague. So he declared, he decreed a fast. It's far away. We're not in Chazoy, another town. There, there's a plague there. There's no river crossing that's going to stop it. Now, there's here you really see it. In other words, once it once it's it's uh, it's traveling, it travels. Uh, there's no river crossing. In other words, if you could say, listen, there's a river crossing, it's not going to cross the river because they can't cross over. You know, it can't they can't move. But they knew here that the plague is something that was in the air or that it was transferred via animals, via people through the air, but. He said, listen, even though it's far away, it's going to come here. It's like saying, you know, there's only a plague in Tel Aviv. It's going to come to your shrine too. They said, there's a plague in Eretz Yisrael. 
he was in bubble. He was goes fast in bubble. Amar im gvira loka. If the man, if the mistress, so to speak, got got smitten, shifkalakoshkain. We are second. The bubble is second. So here already, it might be more spiritual, right? Or maybe it's because they travel from bubble territory as well. But he says, yeah. So it's time of the gvira of a shifka. Oh, because the shifka, so to speak, the maid servant follows the mistress. How shifka of a shifka But if it's two people of equal stature, like two cities. Uh, in Babel, let's say, then they wouldn't transfer. We just had that story. They told they told uh, Shmuel that there's a uh, that there's a plague where in Beich in Beichuzoi in Beichuzoi that place um, where was it? With Shmuel, yeah, this the story we just quoted a few lines before. Goes and he was goes there a tiny. He says, "Shiny, awesome, keeping the Ikashirusa." Since there's caravans that travel the Levi that they get the, the, the virus or that causes the uh, plague can travel, but Asibate will travel with it. So he's saying like this, if it was in Bava, if it was in Eretz Yisrael, so probably Bava will follow because if Eretz Yisrael was smitten, Bava will also follow. That sounds more spiritual. But he says, but even if it's two cities, but if there's nothing dividing them, like, like let's say today, we know a lot of it's because of the travel, right? In the olden days, when there was a Spanish flu in uh, Europe, maybe it didn't reach... Uh, uh, parts of uh, Africa or whatever, or, or Antarctica or someplace that was, that was totally separated off and there was no travel. But when there was travel, then uh, that was the problem. So he says, keep the Kishar, so it'll come along. Now another story, Abba Umna, Habe, <coughs> this was his name, Abba Umna. He was Abba Umna. When you find Umna in the Gemara, it usually means a blood letter, like a doctor. In those days, the doctors were blood letters. They had, they had cu- or called cuppers. So this was his job. Every day he was greeted with a baskol from heaven, uh, greeting him. This was Abba Umna, who was just the doctor, right? Abaya was a big tamachacham. He got the baskol once a week, every Friday before Shabbos. Now he felt a little, as we'll see, he felt, well, he wasn't as great as the, as the kapur. Uh, Rava only got the greeting from the baskol once a year on Yom Kippur, Erev Yom Kippur. So Abaya felt badly that he wasn't as great, so to speak, as this doctor. they told him that you can't do what he does. Don't even put yourself in the same position. You can't do what he does. Why? what was in the when he would perform his operation on people, he would keep the men and women separate. This little he had a certain garment for the woman that was very sneezing. This Bekarna, it had a it had a the um, the tube or whatever that they drew the the blood with, Davas Bazia that it was it was stuck in the slit concealed between the shoulders of the woman's garment. Kiavas also so when a woman come, he would put this garment on her so he shouldn't be able to, to look at her. but he didn't want to look at her, right? The Islam this like Duchte that's he had a very uh, he had a um, a secret place like a quiet uh, place that was serious, meaning that it was a private place is the right word. He had a private area the Shadimapshi that people paid privately. They had a cup outside where they paid for his services. Right? Pshita. The shakal uh, uh, the uh, huh this the, yeah shakal the shakal uh, the uh, the shakal uh, the, uh, the, the, the money that he took it came they put it there the the islay the islay the one who had money shadi put his money in there the leslay so the person who couldn't pay would not be embarrassed that was the idea he, he had the money like in a separate area in a private area when a tamachacham when an avrech would come. For services, Agmanot, he wouldn't take any money. 
and the gear says, when you see a person who was poor and couldn't pay at all, he would also give him money. We give him money. Go, go restore yourself. In other words, go get healthy. Go eat something. One day, shut Abaya was a little bit jealous. So Abaya sent a pair of rabbis to check. I'm going to send two rabbis who can't pay, etc. And he's going to check if this, if this, if this uh, Abba is such a great tzaddik. Osminu, he sat them down, he, he took care of them. Machlinu, he gave them food. Pashkinu, gave them a drink. Umachlu, Belila, and he laid out mats for them to sleep on. He was, he was a great host, not just a doctor. Let's suffer in the morning. Kachinu, they rolled up the mats. Vishaklinu, and these two rabbis left. They stole it. They stole the mats. Bakamu, they went up, and Nafkulashik went out to the shuk in the market, and they found this Abba in the market that day looking for, you know, he was buying some Ashkechinu. Umle, the Shami Mark, can you, can you um, appraise these mats? Hey, Chishav, how much they're worth? Umle, this is what they're worth. Umle, maybe they're worth more. Umle, this is what I paid for them. He recognized them. That's what I, I know what I paid for them. Umle, the Dachman, they really are yours. Bishaklin, we took them from you. All right? We took them to test to see what kind of a person you are. Right? Amrulay, they tell now, right? So he said, said, we beg of you, what, what, what did you, um, what, what, what were you hoshed of us when, when, we, when we, you knew that we knew, you knew that they were your mats? I thought that uh, you had to be poor, you had to pay for him. You didn't want to uh, come out and ask for a donation right away or ask for the, uh, for the mats, whatever. So you were embarrassed. Okay, now that you know they're yours, please take them back. We didn't really, we were just testing you. We didn't really mean to steal it. Um, take them back. At that time, when I thought of it, that you needed for pinyin shvuyim, I took my mind off. In other words, I, I meant to give them away already. They're not mine anymore. So that was the story with Abaya. But Rabba felt bad because Abaya was visited by the Baskol once a week and Rabba only once a year. Don't feel bad because you protect your whole city. He used to visit that market in that place. Elio used to visit there. He asked Elio, is there anybody in this shuk who is uh, Roy for the next world? He said, no. But then all of a sudden, he was wearing black shoes. Now, black shoes was a sign of the Goyim. But the Tosas asked him, Kama, Jews also wear black shoes. These were black shoes with black laces. The Jews wore white laces. So the, mm-hmm. he, wore, he, wore, he dressed like a guy. He also wore no tzitzis. This is a man for the next world. This is what he's doing. So first he called him. He didn't answer. He ran after him. What do you do? Who are you? What do you do? Zilna, leave now, but tell him come back tomorrow. Amalei, they asked him the next day, what do you do? Amalei, Zankunana, I am the royal guard of the prisons. And I keep the men and women separate. I keep my bed between the men and women so no hanky panky should go on. When I see a Jewish girl who's in jail, that the Goyim are looking to violate her. And I try to save her. One day, there was a Namorosa, a Jewish girl, 
Gabandi Abba Nachrim and I, the guy, and we're looking at her, and he was concerned that they were going to violate her. Shakuli the Dai the Chamai took the the wine leaves, the leaves of wine which are grape colored, Veshada Veshipula, and I put them on the bottom of her skirt. You know, I, I colored her skirt, so to speak, grape that she looked bloody. Vamra Destami, I said she's a Nida now. You, you know, we don't want to touch her now. It was disgusting for them. Amalei, my time less Why don't you wear? Why do you know white? Sh- why don't you wear laces on your shoes? Veromis Masan. Whereas, why don't you have any any tzitzis on your bag? And why do you wear these black shoes like Goyim? Amalei, island of an Afghan I go among the Goyim. Kehlo literally. I don't want. I go in disguise. I don't want them to know that I'm Jewish. No. When they make a against the Jews, and I tell the rabbis, I hear about it first, and I tell the rabbis, who boy Rachman, they pray, so why when I ask you what you do, Anna, my of this, what do you do? Vamerly, you said Zil, go now and tell them why did you delay us to tell us this story till the next day? But he shot at that time when you asked me what I do, I couldn't tell you, because Gazi, they had just made a Xayra of Amina, and I said, First, I'll tell the rabbis about this Xayra, this evil decree against the Jews that they should pray. The boy Rachmil, they should pray, the Mosa, and then Adahasi, okay, and that's 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 what that's why I delayed telling this. While it was going on, two other guys came, two brothers came. These people are also from the next world. They're Roy to the next world. I was like, went to Mamalu, Maiva, what do you do? What do you do that, you're, that I heard you're Roy for the next world? Maybe he told me, he didn't tell but they didn't, they, Elio told him that, but they didn't know. They said, what do you do? And we're comedians. We make people who are sad, people who are depressed, we, we make them happy. But then we see two guys fighting, and we trouble ourselves. We make some jokes and we make peace between them, and that's what they get in the next, next world. Tomorrow's daf is daf chaf beis. will be on the podcast, and on, on Sunday, we'll start about 10 lines down on chaf kimel at the two dots on chaf kimel. Comedians, Jewish doctors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>